our topic of the character of God. I shared with you months ago that we were going to get into an in-depth study of particular topics, and we probably, uh, I got a whole book here, so we'll be weeks, um, maybe this whole quarter, next three months, dealing with the character of God. And so tonight's subtopic, though, is knowing God, uh, which is one of the things I believe is the most important thing uh, for Christians today, is getting the opportunity to know God, know who God is, um, and understanding Him uh, as God and the person that He is to each of us. Uh, that is crucial in this hour. And I'm, I'm saying this is because many of us need to be get into a place and I think, and I'm not talking about heard God, heard of God, but I'm talking about really knowing God, getting to know God and God, allowing God to know you. So in other words, letting down your hair, being intimate with God, sharing it. Uh, and by the way, there's nothing he doesn't know already because he is God. But again, hearing it from you and you opening up and saying to him about who you are and what he is to you is so different than him knowing what he knows. So it, it requires us to open up our mouths and open up our heart to do that. So tonight, that topic is knowing God. I really believe that it is crucial in this hour for you and I to not just be a fan of God, but to know God. To have a genuine, genuine intimate relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so I'm going to share tonight, starting out the first scripture, I've got tons of them. Uh, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. It says, but as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those whom he loves. I want to share with you, this is crucial, knowing God. Many of us have no idea who he is and how much he has done and the depth of what he has done for you and I. Um, too often, we just see God's face for what it is we want, what we need. You know, my boy, no more. We want to rub him like a genie and get three wishes. But he is so much greater than that when you get to know him. And you start to understand uh, some of his ways, particularly for you, how he operates and what he is expected out of you. I've gotten to spend time with God now, getting to know him in a different way. Um, because the more time I spend with him, the more he lets me know. So. Those things which were hidden from us were hidden for us. So, in other words, he hid them for you. So the more you seek his face, the more he reveals to you and the more he opens up. I love to say that and share that with you because the more he reveals, the more you get to understand not just who he is, but you'll also get to understand who you are. Oh, yeah, that's important. So knowing God will get you to understand yourself your makeup, your purpose, your destiny, all of that is wrapped in and connected with understanding who he is. So, here again, it says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, what has entered into the heart of man, that the things in which God has prepared for those who love him. And so, you love him, so here's the other thing I want to share with you tonight. Many of us have made that statement, we love him, Guess what the scripture says? If you love me, do my commandments. So in other words, in order for you, for us to express our love, 
we have to be obedient by obeying the commandments that he has for you and I. So verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. This is where we get to a point in the place of accepting and trusting God. And here's how God said he's going to do it. You remember he said he was here and he was leaving. He was on, on his way on high. And he said, I'm going to send you another comforter. That comforter is the Holy Spirit. So in other words, we have to have a sensitivity to understanding the voice of God and what God is saying through his spirit. And again, tonight, I won't spend a lot of time talking about this, but I want to get you there to understand. I just said, you've got to be able to hear and understand the voice of God and how his spirit speaks. So his spirit is going to speak to you. But one of the things I need you to understand is that the voice of God, the sound, that you say, well, that voice, what does it sound like? Well, the voice is your voice. It's the same voice that you'll hear is your voice, but it'll be directed by the spirit. Okay? The same voice that the enemy will use. It'll be your voice. But you'll be hearing it. And here's what the difference is. You need to be able to weigh it out by the purpose. And then, of course, you understand when you want something, it's you speaking. Okay? So you need to be able to determine what is the Spirit, what's the voice saying, and the Spirit of God saying. And I can always assure you, the Spirit of God will always do something that's going to further the kingdom and to further the work. And sometimes it hurts. I can tell you the enemy is always going to do something that's going to be pleasurable either for you or for him. Always. You can literally weigh them out and determine what voice it is, but you have to take time to not be so quick to react, but to be sensitive to the Spirit and knowing what it's saying. And so, here again, the Scripture says, but God has revealed them through His Spirit. So, God is clear. Revealing is revelation. Revelation comes from the Spirit of God, but it comes through knowing God and understanding the voice of God. And remember, the Holy Spirit is nothing but a part of God. Amen? And so, Ephesians 3, 17 through 19 says, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And so again, faith being the most important subject, I believe, of the Bible, because why? I need faith in order to operate. I need faith to love. I need the faith in order for Christ to be able to dwell in me. So I have to believe that he is who he said he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, and according to the scriptures in Hebrews 11, it tells me, verse 6, that it's impossible to please God without faith. So faith is necessary for to please God. But why do I need to please God? I mean, if you're desiring God to act and move on your behalf, you need God to respond to it. This is important because I learned this over the years. I cried many a times. Didn't move God. I begged many a times. Didn't move God. But when I operated in faith to believe God for what it is I did, I needed and desired to do, it was then I saw the move of God take place. It, if it worked for me, it will work for you. It's impossible to please God without faith. It's necessary. But again, getting to know him, I learned that this is what moves God. In other words, he wasn't moved by my tears. He wasn't moved by me begging. 
but it was moved by my belief, my faith in his word. When I did that, it altered. So that has altered my life because why? Now I have locked in. This is what I want to share with you tonight. I'm learning, and I hope you will learn tonight. We want to teach you how to live by principles. Laws can be broken. Principles cannot. If we gain those principles and we learn how they work and we work them in our lives, we can be assured to consistently start to grow in God. And then we'll see things happen in our life based off of the principles. Because the principles, when God put them in play, he's not a man that he can lie. It has to produce what it said it would produce. Has to. Now, here's the deal. You have to believe by faith. Get behind it. Line up your actions behind it by doing whatever it is you need to do by faith and then watch the principle fulfill itself in your life. This, this is why it's so important to know God. If you don't know him, you don't know his characteristics, you don't know his way, you don't know how to sing. You'll keep coming to him uh, in these matters and, and for years. I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, you know, I wanted God to respond as a, as a genie. As a genie. Uh, you know, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. God, I want this. God, I need that. That's how I came. And then I learned to even start to intercede for others. You say, well, what's that? Intercession and praying for others and not asking for myself. So when I started being a blesser, he started blessing. Did you see that? You see that it, it went in reverse. When I started doing something for somebody else, he started doing what I needed. Mm -hmm. It's important for the scriptures and knowing God. He doesn't operate the way the world works. You know, I want more, more, more. It's me. That's not how it operates. So, again, tonight, knowing God is the, is the key topic. And we want to get there. Listen to verse 18 uh, in Ephesians. It says, may be able to comprehend all the saints. What is the width, the length, and the depth of his height? In other words, how wide, how deep, how high. And that's huge because no one person can ever know all of what God knows. But he's telling us we can know a lot. He can reveal much. Okay? But we have to open up our hearts and our minds in order to be able to receive, to get to know him. And when we start to know him and know his attributes, his, uh, his, his ways, who he is, and how he operates, then those things can be applied to our life as well. We can trust him. Verse 19, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That is powerful. To, listen, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. So let me share with you. His love is so great for us that he gave his only begotten son. That really, we have been quoting that for years. Do you know the depth and the height and the width of what that means? That he took a part of his very self, gave it up for you. His son was totally obedient to everything he said and what he wanted him to do. Yet, we, the disobedient ones, he gave his son on our behalf. I don't think many of us comprehend and know that level of love. That someone would take someone that did everything right for the people and exchange it for the people that did nothing right. Mm. That, that, that's a powerful piece. But he did it. 
because he loves us and his love is so great. He knew already. He had a plan in place by, by Genesis 3.15. Uh, by the way, just as a great nugget for you, there's only two perfect chapters in the Bible. Chapter 1 and chapter 2. Everything after that is, is about getting back to what happened in 1 and 2. The whole Bible, all the way to Revelations, is to get us back to that point. Two chapters. So, know the love of Christ which passed in knowledge. Hosea 4.1 says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. So in the land, it's just a, that's a human knowledge, doesn't understand it. He's from the spirit realm. So although we live in this world, we're not of this world. So there's a place where we're going to have to trust and believe, get to know. So God can minister to us from a spiritual standpoint. And we understand it. So we're made up. We're triune being. Body, soul, and spirit. And so the spirit man uh, is what we're now looking to continue to feed and grow. As you do that, how do you do that? By knowing God. Also, scriptures tell us, by faith. Faith cometh how? By hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. So I must be able to interpret, hear, and understand the word of God. But can I, I don't know, if you're anything like me, uh, I can go back over history and I think about when I first opened my Bible. I, I went right to page one, just like reading a book. I wanted to read this book from left to right. But that's not how you really read the Bible. Okay? In fact, I would recommend to any new believer to start in the New Testament and then go back to Genesis and it'll make more sense. But our typical place is always beginning at page one, right? And reading from left to right. But even understanding it's not even necessarily the way this, the books have been placed. The chronological order in which things happen are in different places. But now when I open the Bible, it speaks to me. I had no idea what it was saying. I couldn't understand a word it was saying. But when I open the Bible now, it talks to me every time. And so what happened? Revealing. That love that he has for me, he started to reveal himself to me. He started, he started opening up the door. He started sharing with me. I started to get to know him. I started to know some of his ways. I started to recognize some things. Some things became normal. Because now, what I didn't know before, I now know. It's almost like learning, when I learned how to count, you know, I know one plus one plus two, right? Then I said, add it all to that, and it just kept building. Well, that's the same thing happened. So the more time I spent with him, the more time he started to reveal himself to me. And so everything, I love it. So here I read it as a, a, initially as a novice in the beginning, and it meant nothing to me. I couldn't see anything. But the more time I spent with him and in it, he started opening up to me and talking to me about my life. He started talking to me about how to live. I started figuring, became a roadmap on how to do some stuff. It became a roadmap. A guide to how I should conduct my daily life. He started telling me, and then there's some exclusive scripture that it was just for me. Now I understand the Bible was written for everybody, but that day I could claim that word because it was for me. I needed to hear what it was saying because that's where I was at at that moment. 
Anybody ever had that experience? Where you open it up and it's right what you needed to hear. By God, to encourage that's that's the spirit expressly speaking, but that's learning that and getting to know that he start to do those things for you. And so this is a part of knowing God. So you'll start knowing he 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 loves you, so he starts addressing your situation. And he starts to show you that he is. I knew what was going on, but he starts when he started speaking to me, and so I said, "Now I said, okay, I need to listen, and I need to read a little further to see what it is he's saying. What's my answer?" You know, um, I got to tell you, you know, it's it's so important in this hour to knowing God. I can't express it enough. Hosea six six, for I desire mercy, and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God. More than a burnt offering. Tons and tons of scripture is will appear. And about and I'm, I'm there. I'm I'm there. Now I want to know God. In a way, one of my favorite prayers is in Ephesians 117. I pray his word. And so out of Ephesians 117, I say, God, would you grant me the spirit of wisdom? Knowledge of you, and, and grant me the knowledge of who you are. That's what I pray on a daily basis. And I'm not doing a repetitious prayer. It's just something I consistently pray. Because if you gave me some knowledge and some wisdom yesterday, I need some new wisdom and knowledge for today. Each day brings new things. Each each situation, circumstance, each sunrise brings something new. And God has continued to open up my mind, to open up my heart, to show me things in life that I didn't sit down and no one never explained to me. Yet today I now know it's not how did that happen? It happened by the Spirit of God. Because so God can open up your eyes, He can open up your understanding. He can do things supernaturally above all that we can ask or even think. But if you don't know Him, you won't even recognize His voice. You know, um, occasionally I'm out. Out and about, and there's people that will say, "Hey, hey, Pastor Ray, how you doing?" And they clearly know who I am. Clearly, they recognize me the moment they saw me. But there's another problem because I didn't know who they were. They may have known me from a period of time. I hadn't seen them in years. They were even growing up. I had some students that recently. Um, I actually happened to see at a funeral. And they had all grown up. And they knew exactly who I was, but I could not tell who they were because they now, they were young ladies, they were young men, and they had grown up, and I'm thinking, who are you? <laughs> I mean, you know, and to that point, I, and, I, and I said that because I didn't recognize them. But when they told me who they were, or they reminded me of a some place where something that happened in school or that they were right and I knew exactly who they were. You know, so again, so that, that, that never left me. And again, that's one of the things though, uh, knowing God is not a, not a one-time deal. I got to meet him, got his name, uh, but no, it's a continual growth and understanding of who he is. It's, it's a continual growth. It's a continual, uh, so every day, my time I spend with God, I get to learn something new about him. But again, and the more time you spend with him, the greater you will recognize his love. 
Ah, let's see about this. You would think, why has somebody invested so much in me in bringing you? And yet, being paid for it, being earned, being the necessary to serve. So, I mean, I live my life today based on, I'm not concerned what people think or say, but I am concerned about what he says and what he thinks about me and who I am. So I try to live my life and please him. Well, my hopes is that he would be pleased with my action. So I'm not religious at all. You say, what? No, I'm not. I'm relational. I got a relationship with my Heavenly Father. And because of that, because I know him, I can operate and talk to him and, and, and have conversation with him when I'm praying, I'm talking. I, so, by the way, that's, I want to help somebody who's struggling with praying. Nobody needs you to pray some, some big superficial words. What he needs to hear from you is being honest. Heavenly Father, I need you. Would you help me through the day? Would you give me strength and courage? God, I don't know what to do in this circumstance or situation. I did a simple thing the other day. I, a week ago, I lost my keys and my hearing aids. So when I got back home, I couldn't even drive my car because I didn't have the key. And I had to, I stopped and said, okay, why am I going through all this? I don't know where they at. I looked at the normal places and it wasn't there. So I stopped and I prayed. And boy, a few nanoseconds later, the Holy Spirit said, look back to last Wednesday, the suit you had on. I'm like, and then I just say, well, I checked that already. Right? Right up there. I go and said, oh, I checked that already because when I did the quick pat down, I went in the pants pocket. There goes the keys in the hair. I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you because I didn't have a clue where they was at. And I'm like, I need to hear names because it was just it was a rough day. The day before, not hearing everything. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, in the natural, I wear them. But the spirit, you don't, you won't need no hearing aids. This it, it's not about the audible sound; it's the inner sound. So let me clarify that. So, but I needed them for 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 my natural life, and I needed my keys. I could drive a car, you know. But uh, you know, and I thank God. So, getting to know the spirit, I asked him. Because he knows all things. And then clear as sure it's not today. He told me exactly where they were at. And I went right there. And then you should see me. I was like a little kid in a candy store. He took a the front part. Look, look, look. Right here. Like, you know, because I, I was excited that he had done that. And, it, and I expressed that to him. So I have no shame in my name. Amen. Hosea 6 3 said, Let us know and let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. But going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, and in the latter and the former rain to the earth. So the past, the performer, all of that, we got to seek the knowledge, okay? And seeking the knowledge of Him. So that whole knowledge comes from the word knowing. And coming from the word knowing is also a word, uh, an abridged word. Of koinonia. Koinonia 
means intimacy with God. And it, it was one of the things, you know, when the, in the scriptures, in the Bible, in Genesis, it says, well, Abraham knew Sarah. What did that mean? Well, they became one. They connected. And that, that was in the natural. But God is saying the same thing for us to connect with God, becoming one in the spirit. Okay? That's, that's, this, is, this is what he wants from us. He wants us to be able to connect with him and to know him. He has no intentions of hiding his word from us. He did put the word where everybody can just go in and understand it. He hid it for us. And how do I know that? Spend time with him. Guess what he starts doing? Revealing. Sharing. Knowing. We're opening it up. And it starts to come more and more. Knowing God and knowing his character is our greatest universal need of today. I believe that with all my heart. Listen to me what I'm saying. Knowing God and knowing his character is our greatest universal need from everybody. We need to know him. We need to understand his character. Then we won't be so easily persuaded by what other people say and do. You know, one of the most disturbing things for me as a, as a, as a pastor is to be able to hear the voice of God, share it with somebody sometimes when he's encouraging me to share it with somebody, and then they reject it. That hurts because they're not, and they're not rejecting me, they're rejecting him. But I take it personal, and then, because I have to watch them go through. And then, here's the one that bothers me even more. That same person, or same people, in, a, in our world, will trust things that have nothing to do with God, have nothing to do with, and we know they ain't right. And he says, why? And I don't understand the reason. I'm thinking, but God's word, and this is where right now I'm encouraging the saints of God to get back into the word. Yeah. You you have to. What's happening is we've been, you know, persuaded. And, and I have no problem. I'm thinking, I just got some word to, tonight. Uh, Sharon's been encouraging me. We need to keep this going. Uh, you know, keeping the, the podcast stuff to keep going, sharing it on Facebook Live. YouTube, I will open up these channels. Why? There are people all over the world that need to hear this. And they may not be able to get in here where we are. And I think, you know what? That makes sense to me. Because at the end of the day, I want to see people's faces. I want to connect with people. But what's more important? So I would agree with the more important thing. The more important thing is that you get the word. So if I can get it to you tonight, be it Facebook Live, get it to you via YouTube, get it to you Faith Life, however we do it, you know, then so be it. But I want you to get it, and that is my prayer, that it will get down the inside of you. And many of you will start to get to know God in a greater way, personally. It's our greatest universal need right now. Listen to this. To know God and who he really is and what he really and what he is really like would solve most spiritual problems in the church today. You ain't got to make up nothing. You ain't got to create nothing. You don't need no program. You don't need no idea. But if you don't trust the Spirit of God, He will give you what He is. I can clearly say to you, God gave me a vision. He didn't give me a program. 
He gave me a vision. I had to hear, and then I had to learn to hear even closer to start getting details on how to operate in it. Hello, somebody. He can do that. And so he wants us to be able to get to that place. So listen, and it would solve a lot of our problems. You know, one of the things that since COVID, we established it. I heard God told us to pack up and move. We packed up and moved out of our church building and moved to the building at where our school is. Because he clearly said reset. I didn't quite understand all of what that meant, but I knew it meant things were changing in this area. And I clearly kept saying, it's not going to be the way it was. I said, okay, I'm going to have to follow this and start on. So here's what he did, and this is how it works. Every great patriarch, matriarch in the Bible, and we start with our, our father Abraham. You know what he said to him? Hey, come on, take a walk with me. I'm going to show you a place that you're not going to have the address to. But as long as you're walking with me, you will get to the destination. <laughs> so I'm clear, as if I know God, where he's calling us to, we're going to get there. I tell people all the time, I'm leading people to an address I don't know. But I don't have to have the address. It's programmed in the GPS by faith. So as long as I'm following God by faith, we're going to the place where he calls us. So I need the people of God to trust God enough and the faith in me and the faith of God in me to follow him by faith. So as I'm sharing the scripture, I'm sharing with you, the greater we know God, the greater he speaks to us, the greater it is we'll get to where we're supposed to be going. Now, I didn't say problems and trouble won't try to show up, but here's what I found out about them. They can't stop you. They can't do. No, they're going to come. They're smoke shadows. They smoke screens. They come up. And they may show up, but they can't stop you. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And by faith, if he called us to it, that too will pass. Oh, that's going to help somebody who has been struggling. Oh, this came up. This happened. That happened. And are you still standing? Keep moving forward. The first message, that makes sense. My friend brother and leader, Pastor Ronald Miles, came to my first anniversary. And his message was forward march. <laughs> Did y'all hear me? Forward march. That meant go forward in spite of. Well, going into that next second year, I wanted to quit. I said, I had enough. God, you didn't tell me all of this was part of the deal. He said, you didn't ask. I said, okay, you got a point there. But I don't want to go through this. <laughs> but I heard forward march. Next year, next April, it'll be 25 years. So I thank God for being able to keep going and continue to go. I'm looking forward to completing the mission. God has given us. How does this happen? Through the time we get to know who he is. That's the message tonight. I'm going to stay there. So listen. Like I said, uh, 
Therein lies the root of much of the church weakness and ignorance. So I remember I said, knowing God is really, and, and who he really is, and what he's really like will solve most of our spiritual problems. Not our natural problems, our spiritual problems. But I need you to know something. The spirit and the natural, they, they don't touch. They run parallel. So what you learn over here, you can apply in this realm That's right. as well. So although they don't touch, if I can get this one right, I can get that right. You'll, you'll figure that out later when you get off the air. All right? Therein lies the root of much of the church weakness and ignorance of both God and his ways. It is the problem of not knowing God. It's in the heart of God. In the heart of God, our Father today. That's what's going on. He says, so you can read much about public figures like Rockefeller and know a great deal about who they were and what they did. And you probably get to know very little about their actual character because they're not in existence anymore. And if he wasn't in their presence, I mean, I've read some of these books, uh, how much money they had, what they did, create movies about them, you know, things like that. Um, we find out, you know, that how they had, um, by the way, which is probably not much different than uh, a guy like we have now, the richest man in the world, Elon Musk. You know, uh, well, this guy okay, is in everything, and so people are listening to him. But who made him a professor? Who made him an authority in those areas other than he got a lot of money? So you got people listening to him just because he got money. Money didn't give to make him an authority in that area. And by the way, he didn't make his money. In that area, mm -hmm. he just bought that product and that talking about it. That's my point. I said we, we, we tend to focus in on the on the wrong things. So people are listening to how because why God's got a lot of money. But if we would again, and, and I know he talks, I really don't know him. I just know of him and some of the things he's done and the things he said, you know. Uh, I thought he built a great car. He's now sending people to the moon. I think hmm. they're trying to plan a way of escape. That's just a whole other piece there. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. But listen, you can read much about public figures like them, and, and but you won't know little about their character, right? God is personal, is personally and has a character. You have a personality and you have a character. Satan has a personality and a character. That's why it's so important. When I tell you, you can weigh them out. And by the way, Satan is not equal to God. I keep saying that because people think these gods kind of, you know, you've got over here God and over there you've got Satan and he's equal. He's not equal. He's a created being by God. Just as we are created. So character. Guess what character equals? Distinguishing the quality of a person. So the character, and by the way, there's so many people, particularly, uh, and unfortunately, that have even been teaching and preaching the word of God, and probably with great origins, but got very little character. Oh yeah, I'm going to say. So, so distinguishing the quality of a person. Personality is the total sum of your habits and your thoughts. And so, 
you know, and by the way, don't get character and charisma confused. They are definitely not the same. So there's a lot of people that have charisma and no character. And so that's one of my things about leadership that I'm today. I'm convinced that we are where we are in our lives in this world because we were led here by leaders. And particularly today when the world is a lot more ungodly than ever before. Because these people did not have any character. No moral character understanding. And so I want to be guided by my moral perspective along with my natural. But my moral, my spirit overrules my natural. In fact, God encourages us to be spirit-led. He, he says, many of those that are led by the Spirit are the sons and daughters of God. Okay? That's, that's it. So it's the Spirit that needs to lead. Yet it's my natural man who always keeps taking over. And by the way, every day I get up, they start a battle with each other. They fight every day. And I have to make a decision who I'm going to let be. And I'd say, Spirit, get in front. And we will follow you. And my body will start to tell me, try to tell me what to do, how to do it, and what it wants to do. Yeah, don't, don't go. You know, you got people waiting. I was late this morning for a meeting. Because my body said, just sit there and drink your coffee. <laughs> Forgot all about the people in my office waiting. And then I got caught in traffic. See what your see what your body will do to you. It'll it'll put you in a predicament and make you look bad. <laughs> so I followed my spirit. I was up at five o'clock. There was no reason that I should be sitting there. Then I watched the news that just affected my spirit. It was it was just it was it was awful. So again, I'm talking about being spirit led, character and personality. Think of Jesus and those multiple followed him because of his personality, which was dynamic and brilliant. And so, by the way, he had charisma, but it wasn't his charisma that attracted them. It was his personality. It was his brilliance. It was his glow and his genuineness. Follow me. He shared with you how powerful that was. He had people then that took his twelve disciples stop doing what they did all their life. And started to follow him. And they didn't know very much about who he was. They weren't religious people. They didn't even understand how he would come and who he would come in the form in which he would come in. They didn't know all of that. I think they were the right people he needed because their hearts and minds was open. And when he said, follow me, the first thing they, they tell us that people like Philip and others have started to do is they went and started sharing with somebody Hey, I just see you. you need to come with me. So what did they do? They started incorporating and reaching out to others. And then he eventually had 12 men. But that's what he said he was going to start with. And they were not 12 people from the church. Or the known church of that day. They were 12 ordinary guys that would do extraordinary things in their lives from that day forward. Why? Because his character and his personality. He drew people to himself because of his personality. But they did not know his character. 
They would never have walked away from him. And so when the Antichrist arises, he will also draw many men to him because of his outstanding, compelling personality. But if the people, so this is why it's important because in the last day, he's going to try to imitate who God is. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, um, <laughs> everything that has ever been, that is an original, has been counterfeit. Everything. The moment they created the original, somebody else starts up creates a counterfeit. Just to prove that they can do it. Because there's nothing else or nothing more. But that's exactly how the enemy operates as well. So your character and your personality, you may have a strong character and weak personality, or weak character and a strong personality. But be a high-performance person with a strong character and personality, or you may be weak in character and personality. So that, that could possibly happen. But what do you got to do? Develop it. Because my thing is, they ask the leaders born or develop. And I say both. So you have to be born first, but then out of that, they have to be developed. And if we develop them, that's what we have in the business. So if you were to ask me today, I want to share with all of you and anybody that's here, we need to know. What business are you in? So a person, so I would say, you know, he's a pastor, he's in the religious business. Nope. The next one said, well, he's the chancellor, the head of the school. So he's in the school business. Nope. I'm in the people development business. We're in the business of developing people into being who God has called them to be. That's what I do today. I discovered that. How did I discover it? In knowing God. Just to determine what my purpose was. Who I am to be. Why I do what I do. I do what I do on purpose. Why? Because God is commissioning me to do it. And I'm comfortable in who I am because of that. So, immature judgment or judging a person in their strength or their personality. I, you know, again, I'm, I'm a big believer in the underdog or something. So I'm saying, why do you do it? Well, I was one. God can take and do what he needs to do in me and turn my life around. He can do this to anybody. And so I believe his word. You just got to believe it for it to happen. The only way that it's going to happen, you got to get to know him. Strong character comes from the fruit of the Spirit. So again, getting to spend time with God, you'll understand the fruit of the Spirit kindness, joy, peace, love. Number of them, right? As we start to get to understand them and how He operates in each of them, you start to receive that, and then all of a sudden, what you have received in me becomes a part of you, and things start coming out of you. Okay. So, our next part is searching out the personality and the character of God. So, in other words, it's going to require you to do your homework in terms of spending time with Him and searching out. How do I do that? This is the highest philosophy that could ever engage your mind. While the subject might be humble, might, might humble your mind, it will also expand it. How often do I think of God and the will and how much more he expands the mind of whose mind who is stayed on his time and grace? And so a perfect example on Sunday, I on Saturday night, I was watching, sitting there in a chair thinking on God, thinking about my message, 
And so, again, thinking on God. So while I'm thinking about God, I'm looking out the window, watching the big, tall grass. I can see it blowing. And I can also hear the wind blowing it because it was loud. It was, just, it was really hard. And I was like, I can see the grass blowing. I see the leaves on the trees moving. I see stuff just even leaves flying in the air, right? But I can't see the wind. But all of them are being moved by the power that comes from the wind. Yet I can't see the wind. But I can see the effects of the wind. And when we start thinking about God, how powerful he is, the things he has done, yet I, he doesn't have to be present with people with me, yet he's present with me. And so I'm getting to know him, I know that. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So and sometimes he's with you and he's just quiet. Because he said, what I've already put in you, I need to know if you will use it. I mean, how many of you have ever bought something and then it doesn't do what you expected it to do? That's my point. So if God has invested something in you, then I can see him sending back to you. I'm waiting for you to do what I've already put in you to do. And so I'm a big proponent of this too now. Do all you know to do and stand and then let God do the rest. See, that's the part. I got to know him like that. So he said, I have already invested some things in you. And if you said you believe me by faith, you cannot not do those things and then expect me to do what I need to do. So when I started doing what he already gave me, put in my heart to do, then I stepped back and waited on, you know, trusted him. Then I watched the rest of it unfold. Because faith without works is you have to do something in order for that to happen. Say you believe it. You can't do something and not believe God and do something in, in, in it. You may not be able to complete that whole action, but if you start moving towards it, He will finish the rest. Because why? Trust Him by faith. That's what the scripture says. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So it happens. It takes place. I don't, what happened? I got to know His character, I got to know His word. So you do it, you believe it by faith. And I share with you. Look, I cried many times. Didn't move. I begged him. And he moved. But boy, the moment I trusted about him, I see the power of God move on my behalf. Right? He, he showed up. Then uh, you figured it out something. <laughs> That's what he said. So listen. Think on Jesus as multiple to follow because of his personality. How he began to do what he needed to do. Expand your mind. Nothing else will so expand your mind than your character and personality as an earnest contributor, diligently seeking out, I told you seeking out, of this greatest subject, God. Those who know God have a great contentment. Contentment. Those, they are happy people, they are good people, and they are free in an unfelt spirit. Now I gotta tell you. Uh, that's a true statement because I'll find myself sometimes smiling when I don't have nothing necessarily to be smiling about. Yet there's a smile in my spirit 
that allows them to keep smiling when things are in the day is not necessarily a smiling time. Doesn't mean I don't have a frown. I have a frown. I do. Okay. But most of the time you catch me, you'll see me smiling. Why? Because of my love for God and his love for me. To keep me. Because when I say I'm up and I'm standing here, I know it's good. That's something to smile about. Expand your mind. We'll learn to measure ourselves. When we learn to recognize how much we lack in knowledge of God, in character, in personality, and we'll learn to measure ourselves. This is part of saying you'll start to learn who you are. I found out how limited I am without God. I found out, and I gotta tell you, I got a lot of gifts and talents, but they are nothing. Absolutely nothing without God. And boy, uh, and you know, I tell people all the time, 2017 taught me a whole lot of lessons. When I had to sit back and just sit in a wheelchair and could not walk, and I had to depend on other people to do things for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a even share. I even went to the point I had a broken wrist here Shattered heel there on both sides of my body, couldn't put any pressure. Cast on one, uh, other, neither one of them could get wet, so they didn't get infected. And guess what? I, I wanted to take the greatest thing. I had to take, get a bath. I got a boot and put plastic around my leg and plastic around my arm and sat in a wheelchair and got washed down to the water hole and it felt great. <laughs> you say what? It's on my deck. And I'm just wanting to share I'm just changing. I was helpless. But just to have a bath and a shower to cleanse up was something that just re, um, revitalized me. And it, and it just brought something. But I was thankful afterwards. I thank God. You know what? I'm grateful to be alive today. And God, I'm going to think on you even more. How I'm going to accomplish what it is you called me. But I know I got to get up out of this wheelchair in order to do it, so I'm gonna need your help. Okay. And uh, you know, it took it took 90 days, but uh, I'm up and out of there. Okay, amen. And so, what I want to share with you was the faith that he allowed me, and I got to know him, and I started to have conversations with him. So we, I started to measure not not by my knowledge about God, nor my gifts, because I got gifts. And by the way, this is one of the biggest. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is one of the big, biggest tragedies that affect most people, particularly gifted and called people. Listen to me. They put more trust and emphasis in their gift than they do the gift giver. Hmm. You need to know God before you get a clear understanding of the gift. Because otherwise, what you do not know, you will abuse. You don't understand the function of your gift and understand the knowledge of God and why He gave it to you. I can assure you, you will misuse it. And yes, we know we can prove that today. So many people who are gifted have misused their gift because they did not understand it. So that's a byproduct. So we got to listen. We are measured not by our knowledge about God, nor by our gift or our calling in the church, but how we pray and by what goes on in our heart. 
would bring more joy and more delight and more contentment with the knowledge of God, knowing Him. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24 says, The Lord says, Let not the wise man bask in his wisdom, nor the mighty man in his might, nor the richest of man in his riches. These are, these are really important because we wise people base everything off their wisdom. People with money base everything off of their money. And so they think that that's the thing. They are so powerful, as I was just sharing. You got more uh, wealthy people saying things than in the news talking about stuff that they, they're not experts on. But people are listening to them. And so verse 24 says, let them boast in this alone they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord of justice and of righteousness who love is steadfast and I and I love to be this way that's the Lord I'm going to end with this scripture tonight in 1 Peter 1 8 you love them even though he had, you never seen him though he see, though not seeing him you trust him and even now you are happy with an inexpressible joy comes from heaven itself. Knowing God is not an emotional relationship as well as an intellectual one. It could not be a deeper relationship if it were not. So it needs to be personal. We need to take time to recognize who he is. And I can't express now. It is one of the greatest needs of the church today. That knowing God and knowing his character is the greatest universal need of all the people within the church. And by the church, it's not our building. It's all the people, the ecclesia, the called out ones that he called. And by the way, he called everybody, right? But only the chosen are the ones that responded. So it is all of those, those of us, you, who responded to the word of God, who he's talking to tonight. Amen? Can you understand that knowing God, how important that is? So I pray that tonight's word help somebody. And uh, we got a ton of scriptures I gave out tonight to, to back up what it is I'm saying. And so my prayer is that those of you that are watching, those of you that are in the auditorium tonight, you've heard and you've gotten a better and clearer picture on knowing God and how important that is to each of us individually. And to the growth of my own personal being and my gift and calling. The greater I know Him, the greater I can operate in. Amen. So I want to say God bless you tonight. Uh, I know coming up on the screen immediately after I get done will be an opportunity for you to sow into the kingdom of God and the work that's being done here at Harvest. We welcome you to support that here at Faith Harvest Worship Center, 1101 Delaware Street, Newcastle, Delaware, uh, 19720. Uh, we invite you to come out and visit us. Come um, be a part of this. We'd love to have you here. God has continued to grow us this week. Um, to the church to speak through this word, to speak through me, to use me. But he has to have to do something to me so he can operate through me. And so uh, I thank God for that, and I yield myself to him as a voice on your behalf. God bless you, love you, have a wonderful, wonderful night. In Jesus' name, amen. You're good.
Nah, it was off. Nah, it was off. Yeah, I told him. Hey, remember this. You gotta reach out to Rich Cannon. Tell me to do that. So Francine wants to say, ask him about a ride. That's like, I guess, whatever it is. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do that. And I'm not doing a repetitious prayer. It's just something I consistently pray. Because if you gave me some knowledge and some wisdom yesterday, I need some new wisdom and knowledge for today. Each day, all right, new things. Have each, a good one. Each situation, each circumstance, each sunrise yes, brings something new. And God has continued to open up my mind, to open up my heart, to show me things in life that I didn't sit down and no one ever explained to me. Yet today, I now know and can operate in. How'd that happen? It happened by the Spirit of God. 